everyone. This is Florence Brummer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and enjoying time off. This podcast is going to talk about a four-day work week. All right, before I get there, I want to give a recap of my New Orleans spring break. It was not a crazy spring break. It was a very relaxing uh Seeing tourist sites, taking long walks, um, not going out at night type of spring break. I traveled with my 15-year-old daughter, Maggie. It was during her spring break week. And I'll tell you this, in except for the last couple of years, I've never done anything on spring break. I've just worked. And um, the last couple of years, I've decided... You know, my youngest is uh, 15. This is her freshman year of high school. I don't have her for much longer. So I, we did a trip to New Orleans last year, and we did a trip this year. I always hate traveling during times when lots of people are off and are traveling. I try to travel during other times, but that means taking Maggie out of school. And um, you can't do that all the time. I took her out for a couple days when we went to uh, Disneyland at the end of January. So I thought spring break would be great. So we went to New Orleans. We went Tuesday to Friday, also skipping being there on the weekend to avoid, you know, like the super craziness of New Orleans where people go to party. We were going during St. Patrick's Day, though, which I was a little apprehensive about, but um, we just got back to the hotel kind of earlier to avoid any craziness for St. Patrick's Day. So the Monday before we left, I had court, I had lots of meetings. I left the office at four. I was all up to date on my phone calls and emails as a 4 p.m. Monday. Like I felt great. I went home and packed And I always save my toiletries until the morning because, duh, I need them. (laughs) And I was feeling so on target of being ready to go that I also went to a 4.30, I'm sorry, 4.30, 5.30 spin class because I knew I wasn't going to be able to be in class for about a week. I also stopped at Crumble Cookies and bought some treats I don't know if you know about crumble cookies, but crumble cookies has a, like a, a rotating variety of cookies every week. I think they always have chocolate chip and they always have a sugar cookie, but otherwise they um, switch out the flavors. And sometimes the cookies will be cold. Like last time I got a key lime pie that had like key lime filling on top of it, and that was a colder cookie. Or sometimes there'll be like a warm cookie, like I've had a a salted caramel, and then they'll sometimes put like 
pieces of candy on the top. They'll do a lot of peanut butter ones and peanut butter cup ones, which I love because I love anything peanut butter. So I got crumble cookies. My husband had picked up Pizza Hut that day, so I didn't need to worry about making dinner. And I went to bed at 7 p.m. because I had to wake up at 4, I think. I had a later flight. There is one direct flight to New Orleans from Phoenix from American. And I it was a 10 a.m. flight, and then they switched it to 8.30, which um, is fine. At least it wasn't a 7 a.m. flight. But I still had to get up early. I get up so early before a flight because I want two hours at home. And then I leave two and a half hours for the airport. So it's like five hours, you know, before the flight. So I think I woke up at four. Uh, when I woke up, I downloaded a bunch of Netflix originals. Because uh, last time I took American, their Wi-Fi was down so you couldn't watch movies. So I wanted to be ready. So I downloaded the originals, which is a New Orleans vampire show. And um, then, what else did I download? Just a bunch of movies and documentaries. Way too much. I never got to even 5% of it. But the download on Netflix is just working amazing. So I was able to get stuff on my iPad very easily. Uh, so in the morning, I got up, I showered, I finished packing, and um, I always think of when you have to leave really early for a flight, I always think of the scene on Family Guy where the alarm goes off at four in the morning and Peter hops out of bed because he's the one who set the alarm and Lois said, what's wrong? Are we getting up for an awful 7 a.m. flight? And that's how I always think of early flights. But 8.30 is like kind of doable. So we called the Uber at 6 a.m., and it took 30 minutes for the Uber to show up. So it took like a, with the traffic, it took like a full hour to get to the airport. So I was a little stressed. I'm thinking, am I running behind? But by the time we got to the airport and got through security, it went really smooth. So we were probably in the lounge for like 15 minutes. Like we actually had a little bit of time to spare. One thing I was so grateful about at the airport that the staff was really friendly this time. When I went to Disneyland in January, everyone I encountered in Phoenix was so awful. And I had remembered the clerks from American, and I remember scanning the desk to see if I could see them, and I didn't see them this time. And the everyone was just really nice. TSA was great. Like everything was great. In the lounge, they were so friendly. The Uber driver was really nice. Oh, and a tip about Uber and Lyft, I always check Uber and Lyft both prices before I order. And generally, Lyft is cheaper by probably 10 to 15%. This time when I was going to the airport, Lyft quoted me a price of $150. And I thought, wow, that's outrageous. Um, I'm going to check Uber. And Uber was $56. So I have no explanation for why it was so crazy. So we checked in our luggage. I do want to uh, name, I wrote down the name of the clerk from American because she was so sweet. Monique, 
Monique, if you're out there, you were wonderful. Again, the TSA was great. The people who worked at the lounge were wonderful. The flight attendants on the plane. This made me so happy. It made such a difference. And we really started on our trip great. When we went into the lounge, it was one of the really nice lounges. There's four lounges in Phoenix for American that I can use with my credit card. And it's not that the other ones are terrible, but they have way less things. The bigger lounges have one of those soda machines like you get at the movies where you can get like Diet Fanta or Diet Coke with flavors or, you know, all the regular drinks too with adding vanilla or cherry, like whatever you want. And they had one of those espresso machines and they had regular coffee and they had tons of stuff to eat and they they had an avocado toast statement, (laughs) avocado toast statement, avocado toast station. And it was just really cool. And so I um, flew first class. And I'll usually fly first class if I'm traveling with one person because I'll fly that person first class with me. If you, here's a tip, if you buy early enough, sometimes the first class tickets are not that much more expensive than the regular tickets. I also buy things with miles a lot because I use my card for business expenses and I end up having a ton of business expenses because I have to, you know, pay filing fees for the court and um, all these subscriptions for things that you need as an attorney like Adobe and Zoom and um, my marketing uh, reoccurring expenses are on the credit card. So it's several thousand every month. And then American also has a thing where you can shop through their website. You go to, uh, I just Google it because I can never remember the exact website, but I just Google American Airlines Shopping. You put in the store that you're shopping at. They have Walmart. They have Macy's. Um I can't even think what else, anything that you normally shop at. You put in the store, you click through it, and you get extra miles. Sephora, Sephora is a big one that I use because I get my makeup and my vitamins there. So it's great. I get all these miles for it. So it does help me. And when I fly first class, I also work. I spread out my work on the tray, on my bigger seat. It's just so much easier. So I am able to make a little bit of money too um, to help offset the expenses. So while I was flying, I started the originals because I wanted to start getting a taste of New Orleans, but the website was working. So I started watching House of Gucci. I've been dying to see this movie since it came out at the movies. And then I just couldn't ever see it. It's a three hour movie and I never had the time for it. And no one else was super interested in going to see it with me. And it never worked out. So I started watching it and I got about, I got two and a half hours into it. And then we landed. And I really, really liked this movie. I was able to finish it on the way back from New Orleans. And I recommend this movie. And it, some people have made fun of it like they said it wasn't that great like Lady Gaga's performance wasn't that great I loved her in it her ambition uh, was amazing uh, for the character that she was playing and 
Jared Leto was um, one of the cousins, and he's unrecognizable. He is an old bald man in the movie, but I mean, that's not what Jared Leto looks like, but with the makeup and how he carried himself, I could see a twinkle of Jared Leto in his eyes, but um, I thought he was great, and he was this great comic relief, too. There was one line that he said that I just could not stop cracking up about that I wrote down. He was talking about um, one of the other characters, and he said he was a dinosaur posing as a butthole. And I just kept laughing and laughing. In the context, it's more funnier, but there was just a, a ton of things like that that Jared Leto said and really, really cracked me up. And um, Adam Driver's in it. And he was great. Adam Driver should be in every movie ever. <laughs> and he was just so good. Like how he starts off as one character and kind of morphs into another was great. In my mind, I call it the Goodfellas of fashion. And it was good, but here's one thing, one criticism that I had. The music was not quite right at times. Like if you think about a Scorsese uh, movie, and the music is always perfect. It was trying to do that, but it sometimes I felt like it was a little bit jarring. Like there was a wedding scene and they played George Michael's Faith and it just didn't really fit. I could maybe see it fitting in other circumstances, but this one just didn't fit. And there was a couple songs like that where it was just not quite right. So we got to New Orleans, easily got the luggage, easily got a cab. There's a lounge in New Orleans, a priority pass lounge, which I get with another one of my credit cards. And I always stop in on the way out to um, grab a drink to take to, um, you know, to the, um, taking the cab, you know, like maybe get a Diet Coke or a water and um, like grab a cup of soup. They always have great soup. And so we did that. Because a lot of times you're waiting for your luggage anyways. So if you stop for like five or 10 minutes and just, um, you know, let some time tick by, you can then get into, get your luggage and then get into a cab. So that's what we did. It's a pet peeve of mine standing at the luggage carousel where everyone is for some reason standing elbow to elbow I always stand back <laughs> like 10 feet and watch and then if my luggage comes I step up to it but there's just people who just stand right at the luggage carousel and then when you're trying to get their luggage your luggage they're blocking you it's just a weird situation it's always it's one of my things like is half of the world aliens because they don't act like normal people uh, so we got a quick snack, we got a drink, we got our luggage, we get to the hotel. And I get an email every time from, because I always stay in Bonvoy hotels, because again, it's a points thing. I have a points credit card. I stay in the hotels, I get points. Uh, with the credit card, I get a free stay every year. And... Um, there's some other benefit that I just can't think of. Oh, a credit towards hotels. So I get an email saying, and I'm supposed to qualify for upgrades. I get an email saying there's an upgrade. I have never once gotten these upgrades. And I asked at the clerk, 
I asked the clerk, I said, you know, I got this email that says I have an upgrade and I was paying for the whole stay on points. So I wasn't coming out of pocket, which is a huge benefit. I mean, that's several hundred dollars. It's great. But I always feel like when I get the free room, they give me kind of a cruddy room. So I asked, I said, hey, I got this thing for an upgrade. Oh, we don't have anything available. Um, and then I got this hilarious view, which was just looking at office windows. And I'm like, whatever. But the room was really cute, especially for two girls on a trip by themselves. It had two double beds. It was very comfortable. It had a nice bathroom, very modern. The room itself I loved. The view was, ugh. And it was in almost like an alley, so it was very shaded, like we had no sunlight. So we sat down and relaxed for a little bit from getting off the plane. Then we went to the quarter, which is usually the first thing I do when I go to New Orleans. And we were trying to find someplace new to eat. And we were walking and just nothing was working. So we went back to a restaurant that I always go to. And the crazy thing was, this was a Tuesday, and it ended up being the most crowded day of the week. It was more crowded and hectic than it was on St. Patrick's Day. You couldn't find any place to go eat. There were people everywhere. We went to this restaurant that I always go to, finally, called Country Flame. There is usually one other table eating in there. The whole restaurant was full except for one table. We sat down. They gave us a table right away, but it took us two hours to get our food. And I ordered fajitas. They didn't have the fajitas that I usually get, so I got a different kind of fajitas, and then I never got tortillas. So I ate my fajitas with a fork, and it just was insane. And I told the waitress when I left, I said, I've been here a million times. I can tell you guys are having an off night. She apologized, um, but people were storming out, like yelling and screaming, like, you'll never get your food here. They're giving your food to other people. It was just crazy, like crazy. Um, so anyways, you know, it just was sort of a, a stinky way to start it off, but in a way, like, uh, like whatever. And then we went to, and see, the thing about Tuesday in New Orleans, Mondays and Tuesdays, tons of things are closed. A lot of the shops are closed, a lot of the restaurants, and I figured with it being spring break, things would actually be better, and it kind of was, but there was just a million people for some reason. And then we walked over to Cafe Du Monde to get some coffee after dinner, and they had these like the longest lines you've ever seen in your life. And there was two lines, one on the left side of the restaurant and one on the right side of the restaurant. So my daughter and I each grabbed a line and then hers went quickly. So we went over to her line and ordered. And here's the thing about Cafe Dumont. There's one thing to order, a couple of things. I'm exaggerating. There are like maybe four or five different coffees. Most people order the cafe au lait and there's beignets. That's it really. And people would stand in line for 20 minutes and then they would get up there 
and be like, uh, like they didn't know what to order. <laughs> so I had a game in my head where I said, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to see how fast I can make this transaction. So I went up, I said, hi, how are you? Two cafe LA's and an order of beignets. The whole transaction took 30 seconds. And um, we went and got a table and we ate. Our beignets were actually kind of cold. Like it, it just was disappointing all around on, on Tuesday. But we walked back to the hotel. We watched movies. We got up at 6 in um, New Orleans time, which is 4 o'clock my time, because there was breakfast at the hotel, which I thought was included because when we checked in, they said, oh, there's breakfast from 6 to 9. And I'm like, oh, okay. She didn't say complimentary. Like, I will give that. But it was, um, it just seemed like it was included. And then when I got down there and saw it, it definitely seemed like it. It was one of those breakfast buffets. They had, um, and it wasn't like humongous either. So it definitely seemed like it was complimentary. They had some Danish. They had some little pieces of quiche. Um, fruit, yogurt, coffee, juices, like a continental breakfast, but maybe with a little bit more oatmeal. And my um, daughter didn't get up, so I went and had breakfast by myself. And then they handed me a check, and I was like, oh, I thought this was included. But I just, you know, signed the check and didn't complain. It wasn't that much. It was like 17, but I wouldn't have gone and done it if there was no need for me to get up at six in the morning because I wanted to beat the crowd. That was like my thought. I wanted to beat the crowd, which I don't think there ever is a crowd because it's a paid breakfast, but it was nice. And I went back to the room and showered and answered emails. And the whole trip, my daughter was not feeling great. Like her stomach was kind of upset. And when we first got there, she was really stuffy for about 12 hours. And then her stuffy nose just went away. But I let her sleep. And I w thought I would catch up on emails. And I thought, man, do I hate emails. I like, really, really hate emails. So the emails I got from Monday at 4 o'clock, when all my emails and phone calls were cleared up to Wednesday morning, was 200 and 50. And it was so many emails. And it was so many emails of people saying, hey, can you call me? And I do do the automatic email message, which is a godsend because it lets people know that I'm gone. But it also puts people in a bit of a panic if they need something right away, that I'm not there. So they're calling the office and, you know, just trying to get a hold of me in general. So I uh, went through all these emails, and then I told my daughter, I'm like, okay, get up, you know, you've rested, let's get out. So Wednesday, we had such a wonderful day. We went to Magazine St Street, which I've never been to before, and it's like a um, bohemian vibe with lots of shops, tons of coffee shops, little restaurants, and after the trip, we declared we had bad luck with food the entire time. We had no good luck with food. 
We went to a place called District Donuts. It had a long line that just was not moving. And the cashier was just, it was like she was on strike. She just took an order and then she was standing there making coffees forever instead of taking more orders. And then we we got in line and then there was no one behind us forever and then a huge long line behind us. We finally get to the front. We got a donut to split and coffee and it was good. So I guess we didn't have entirely bad luck, but it was just hard to get food. In a city which is known for eating, it was really hard to get food. So we walked up and down Magazine Street, and it's part of the Garden District, so we walked and saw the houses. And because St. Patrick's Day was coming up, a lot of the houses had beads on their fences, which you can take. So we walked on the street wearing tons of beads, and then one of our last stops was an empanada shop which I thought was really good. They had a couple vegan empanadas. We just ordered two ones, and they're very small and split them, but it really hit the spot. They did have a Bananas Foster empanada, which I was dying to try, but just didn't have the appetite for it. So we had a, um, we had like a curry one, like a curry lentil one, and a mushroom parmesan, and yum, they were so good. Then we took an Uber to the mall, and we shopped, and uh, then we walked to the French Quarter again. I have a massage place that I go to every time that I'm there, and I always go to the same one because they're such nice people, and they don't try to upsell you. There's a couple that are on Canal Street that you go into, and say you get a... um, 10 minute foot massage. They'll be like, Oh, no, you get you're gonna get 20 minutes, you're gonna get 30 minutes. And so whenever I would go into those shops, if I wanted 30 minutes, I would say I wanted 10. Because I knew they were going to just force me into the next one up. This one you go in and you tell them, you know what you need, and they're really nice. And um, you can do a back massage or a foot massage. I did uh, feet because with all the walking, my feet were legitimately swollen, and my daughter did a back massage. So we brought back the packages to the hotel, and we had planned to see the movie Uncharted. There's this tiny movie theater at the top of the Canal Street Mall, and nobody ever goes there. And they have like nine or ten theaters. So we ran... We saw that they had a 7.30 showing of Uncharted, which I was never planning to see. I just wasn't hearing a lot about it. It's with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. And it just seemed like, I don't know, not great. (laughs) And we went and saw it. It was really cute, like really, really cute. We really enjoyed it, which made me also say, besides Adam Driver should be in all movies, Tom Holland should be in all movies. There were only eight people in our movie. And the chairs are sort of like a rocking chair. It's like they're not reclining, but they're high-backed, and they rock a little bit. Um, so the next morning, now Thursday, we slept. We skipped breakfast, and we went to a place called City Park. The only time I had ever been there was when it was really hot and humid, 
when I went with my two older daughters and we went on a tour and it was September and it was the most humid you could ever imagine in your life. I've been to New Orleans on another September and it was humid, but it was also breezy. So I was able to walk around and enjoy myself. This was like sticky, like it was sticky at night. It was sticky in the morning. It was, it just was miserable the whole time we were sweating. But, and I sort of forgot about City Park because I just associated it with the most humidity on the planet. And um, before we went, I checked out a guide for New Orleans from the library. And I know this is a tip I've given before, but I'll give it again. When you go somewhere, get one of those guidebooks and check it out from the library. Like, don't even bother buying it. And just check it out, even places that you've been many times before. Because on this trip, I thought, you know, I always do the same exact things. And I've seen all the local museums. I want to go see some other things and see some other sides of the city. So in the guide, it talked about City Park. And I thought, I'm going to go. And by the way, when we were there, the weather was delightful. And we went to a place called Storyland and then rode a train around City Park. And everything felt so beautiful. And you know that feeling when you're just really happy and relaxed? That's how I felt. And Storyland was really cute. They had these big statues of different fairy tales. So Little Red Riding Hood. And they had Jack and Jill's Bridge that you could go on. And Peter Pan's Pirate Ship. And it was just delight. And the train ride didn't start till 11. So we sat in Storyland for a good hour and just kind of found benches and relaxed and just had a nice time. (coughs) Sorry about that. Enjoying the trees and everything else. And so this day was actually St. Patrick's Day. And the train ride was super fun too. The train was one of those kitty trains but it went like super fast (laughs) and it took you all around city park which was nice because we got to really have a perspective of the whole park then we went to the new orleans museum of art which is really beautiful and has some really nice pieces and we decided to have lunch there and i said to my daughter i said why don't we have lunch here because if we go back to the city the New Orleans craziness is, or the St. Patrick's Day craziness has probably started. Let's get a, you know, a head start on it. And New Orleans is very famous for St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Basically, New Year's Eve until the end of April is New Orleans season. It can be busy at other times, but this really is the crazy time. And it's two weeks after Mardi Gras. Things are still kind of crazy. And so we're expecting like just this really quick meal and we go in and you order at a counter and you sit down and all this time is going by, like all this time. And they were like busy, but you know, it didn't seem too crazy. They had lots of people working there. And then I could see people who came in before us eating their food. So I went up and I grabbed one of the employees and I said, you know, we never got our food. We've been here 45 minutes. And they're like, 
no, it doesn't take that long. And they look for our ticket. They don't find our ticket. And the man who was helping us says, it's so good you came up here because your order is completely lost. It's not on this at all. So I give him my receipt and he takes it back to the kitchen. And I'm not joking. Within three minutes, we had our food. Like that's how long it takes to get food there. So we ate and um, took an Uber back to the city. So this was another, we're having bad luck with food. Like it was like we couldn't eat to save our lives. So we get back to the French Quarter and things aren't as bad as I thought. So we shopped and went back to the massage place and things started to get crowded. So we said, we're going to hide from St. Patrick's Day. So my daughter took a nap and I thought, okay, I'm going to answer emails. So this is from now Wednesday to Thursday and there's 300 emails and all the emails were super detailed I worked for a good five hours and I had a couple people who needed me to review contracts and so this was sort of a bummer like on a Thursday, a Thursday where it's not a travel day, I ended up working like a full day. So that was kind of a stinky end to my trip. Then we watched um, some Black Mirror and got up early for breakfast. And we just went to the, we went to this one restaurant for breakfast. It has a $2.99 breakfast. And I've had it millions of times you have to go there between six and eight and it's called Daisy Dukes it was down the street from our hotel it has a sign open 24 hours I saw they were open Thursday night so I'm like Friday is safe we're going to be able to get the breakfast we go to the restaurant it's all closed and dark the sign was out front no one was there and I'm like okay I just I can't take this anymore (laughs) I can't take it I'm having like the worst luck. So that's why we ended up eating at the hotel. On Thursday night, our TV stopped working. And I will tell you this, and this is no joke. Every room that I stay in, in every hotel, the TV stops working. And if it's not the TV, it's the air conditioning. I don't know why I have such bad luck. Engineering needs to come to every hotel room I've had ever. The last time I stayed in Coronado at the Marriott the air conditioning in my room stopped working and they had to put in a new blower motor and it took hours and I'm just like what is it with me do I am I Magneto from the X-Men where I break everything I I don't know and it's not even stuff I'm touching it just (laughs) is working and running and then stops working and that's how it was with the TV we were watching a show and it freezes up and I turn off the TV, turn it on a couple times. It just doesn't work, doesn't work. And called engineering. They had to take the TV off the wall and do something. And they put it back on and had it fixed. So let me give a bit of a COVID update. Like what we had to do in terms of COVID. Masks at the airports and the, and the on the plane. On some Uber taxis and lifts. You know, there were signs that you needed to wear them, but about a third didn't, 
And if they weren't wearing theirs, then I wasn't wearing mine. Vaccine cards for restaurants was still required in New Orleans, although the week after we got back, the requirement was lifted. It was fine with us because we had the cards and they were on us and everything. I didn't even realize when we went, I thought that that was gone, but it was still there. And the um, week when we got back, I received a text that that was um, lifted. And even in the restaurants, only probably about half of the restaurants asked for it. I think people are, are worn out. So we, um, let's see, where am I at? So um, Friday morning, we're headed back. My daughter just slept the whole morning. I showered, worked, packed. I had a client who needed a contract review, and I was planning to do it on the plane, so instead I just did it at the hotel in the morning. I made weekend appointments for massage and nails. I knew to, knew I needed to spend time at the office this weekend, and I just had the feeling of, was it worth even going away? It's almost worse if people figure out you're not in town <laughs> because they just panic. I mean, ultimately, yes, it's worth going away. I do need a change of scenery. I need to get out of my routine. So that part's worth it. But when I came back, I was like, I worked tons of hours, you know, on a three night trip, four days where two of the days are travel days. I still worked a ton of time. So we leave the hotel and whenever we leave the hotel, I always say the party's over because when, when the end of your trip is, it just seems like, boom, they want you out of there. There's actually an Amy Schumer sketch on her uh, Inside Amy Schumer show where when she goes to the hotel, they are so welcoming and nice. And when it's time to check out, they know her by name, they know her by face, and she's just checking in. And when she checks out, it's like they've never seen her before, and they're like, get out. I, I love that one. It's with, um, oh, my gosh, one of the women who used to be on Saturday Night Live, probably about the same time as Will Ferrell. I can picture her face, but her name's escaping me. Anyways, it's a sketch I love, and uh, if you can find it on YouTube, I highly recommend it. So I kept telling my daughter, party's over. I When I was in Hawaii with my husband, I kept saying that because we had this most delightful trip. And then the day that we left, it was all the stuff that had happened. Like we had 10 hours between when the flight left and when we had to check out of our hotel. And then we ate at this restaurant that was weird and just everything was crazy. So the party was over. When we were in our hotel room, checkouts at noon, I did not need a late checkout this time. We had to leave exactly at noon, maybe a few minutes before. Three times the housekeeping was turning the handle before noon. We are not out of there yet. Like, why are they doing that? And then um, we, I ordered a lift, and it was like the driver couldn't get to us. I could see the Drive, driver was on a street called Poydras, which is the street you use to come into the city. But she started going like all these different directions. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but she can't get to us. I think there was supposed to be a parade that day or something. 
So she finally gets to us. She was supposed to be there in one minute, but it took 10. And then we get there and she, we get in her car and she goes, Hey, can you Google my phone company and call my phone company? I'm having problems with my phone. And this, this is another tip. Taking a cab to and from the airport in New Orleans is really the way to go. They don't have to use the app. They have a flat rate that's mandated by the city. I think it's $36. So we took a cab from the airport, but sometimes it's hard to find a cab. If you're at a hotel that has a, um, like a bell desk, they'll call ones for you. And a, a lot of the bigger hotels will have cab stands. This hotel had none of that. So, um, the only, um, only way was Lyft or Uber. So the whole way to the airport, she was talking on my phone to her phone company. And then she gave me the phone because she couldn't understand him. And she's like, tell me what he's saying. And then she started trying to reset her phone when she was driving and almost hit someone. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? Like, really, what is this? But we got to the airport safe. And then we are checking our luggage, and at the American desk, our person was great, checked our luggage right away, but the desk next to us, there was a man sitting on a suitcase with a dog, and the whole time the man was yelling and screaming that he had the federal right to get on a plane, and federal law protected him, and his dog was a service dog. And he was doing all this crazy yelling and screaming. And, and he was going, I'm just trying to get to fucking Chicago. And it was like crazy. And I'm like, well, that's someone who won't be getting on a plane. I don't think you can act like that. <laughs> One hour later, we saw him in the airport getting ready to get on his plane. And I was like, thank goodness that's not my plane. I mean, hopefully, I, it must have been fine because it wasn't on the news, but... He was yelling and screaming before he got through security when he was at the desk. Just crazy. And then we went, we went through TSA, and the TSA was very crabby. Like, usually in New Orleans, they're so nice. I had a knee brace on. My knee was so swollen from walking, so they had me take that off. And there was this very elderly lady that they had go through the x-ray machine she could barely stand I was just like what is this so again the party's over and the lounge was nice um and they they do something a little bit different now at this lounge in New Orleans you use the QR code to scan and then you can order and they just bring food right to you so it's actually very nice and there was a bunch of drinks you could order I had a margarita. Yeah, that's what I had. And so that was nice. And our flight home was great. There was this delicious salad that they served. And I finished the House of Gucci and I watched the new Venom movie, which is entirely forgettable. I'm going to have like a couple movie reviews for you. But that was New Orleans. And so everyone who listens to my podcast knows how much I love New Orleans. In my mind, at some point in my life, I would like to spend a huge chunk of time there every year. 
like it maybe stay for a month in I don't know if I would do an Airbnb. I'm actually very comfortable in hotels and you know there's some times of the year that if you are staying in New Orleans the hotels are um very inexpensive like in the $100 range like December, you know, is is one. But of course with like the way my my family life is now and my work life I can't take off for a month, but who knows, maybe sometime in my life, I'll just want to get out and be out and um, live for a while there and just experience being a residence, even though like kind of a fake resident. All right, so the topic I want to talk about is four-day work weeks. This is a topic I've talked about before. This is something I feel very strongly about. I again am going to say the statistic I have said over the last couple of podcasts. Attorneys spend two-thirds of their day, 66%, over 66% of their day on emails. I practically can say that is the truth. I spend so much time on emails. And my email works as sort of a to-do list. Um, I go through my emails, I answer them. If I have an email that I cannot answer as part of just my regular answering emails, I write down what that is and I go back to it. So there is all this time that I spend on emails and it is wearing me out. I was so worn out. So last week I was on vacation uh, I'm going to loosely use the term vacation because I'm working the whole time. But my vacation, my spring break was now two weeks ago. And so last week was a regular work week. I worked my butt off. Like I had so, my days were so long. You know, I had days with tons of court and this upcoming week is a nightmare. Um, on Monday, I have a hearing first thing in the morning and the last thing of the day. And then in between, I have a bunch of meetings. Tuesday is an all-day Zoom deposition. Wednesday, I have to go to Prescott for a hearing. So three to four hours of travel. And Thursday, what do I got going on? More hearings for sure and um, some meetings. And that's how last week was too. And in between any time having meetings and hearings, I'm on the email. Like just, I, I had to put the email message up a couple of times and just say, I am not in the office. You can't call me. You can't email me. If you need something immediately, you know, call the, call the girls in the office. And on the Monday of my return, my first, it's so also, okay. I spent hours in the office on Saturday when I got back, took care of my mail, cleaned up the rest of my emails, um, did a bunch of stuff, looked at the work that was left for me by my staff, and just really got organized for Monday. So it felt great. Like Monday, clean, new day. I had a ton of phone messages, like a ton. And so Monday, I started calling and it took me all day. I don't think I got home till about 5.30 or 6. 
I did have the thought, and I've done it before, is I've called people on weekends. It is, it's just a no-go. You know, people think they do want to talk to you any time of the day, but on the weekend when they're with their kids or if they don't have kids and they're, you know, out walking their dog or they're in a movie, whatever it is that's going on, they do not want to talk to you on the phone or they just can't, you know, um, their mind is somewhere different. So I thought, okay, I'm not even going to try to call anybody back. Um, I don't, you know, unless someone is saying a hundred percent, I'm waiting for your call on a Saturday and not that I love it. It's not like I was thinking I am dying to call people back and destroy their weekend or bother them on their weekend. I just saw the amount of messages that I had and knew I needed a head start. But I thought, okay, I'm just starting Monday, 9 o'clock on the dot. And I did. And I did have a ton of meetings in court. And it, it did take um, the whole day of calling people and then going back to calling people. And it took forever. So my what I want to talk about is a four-day work week. Week. So this week I worked like crazy. Sat Friday was the only day I didn't have scheduled appointments. I had one scheduled conference call, but it was one where I can sit out for most of it. But more listening, and so um, where I could really do it anywhere. And I got to the office, and really with my intent of returning any phone calls that came in in the morning and clearing out my inbox, looking over whatever work the girls did. My legal assistant is out tomorrow, this Monday, so wanted to make sure that I was up to date with her and was prepared for not having her on Monday. And then went back home. And so really with the intent of trying to get some work done. And it was like 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have the whole rest of the day. I'm going to do a little bit of work. I'm going to see, I'm going to go to the movies tonight. I'm probably going to go out to dinner with my husband. Like I kept thinking I was going to do all this stuff. What did I do instead? I sat on my bed. Um, my grandson came in to see me. He took my phone and was watching a video. And I closed my eyes and took a nap. I was exhausted. And so my thought is, I've had this thought before, and other countries are doing it, is in businesses, why aren't we working a four-day work week? And can it happen? I sort of try to do this in a way on Fridays, if I don't have court, I try not to schedule anything. On Fridays, if I do have court, I try to see if there's a day where I cannot schedule anything. And it doesn't make it a day off, but it makes it a day where I don't have meetings and I don't have court so I can take care of the other stuff that's piling up all week. So that's sort of a four-day work week. But I'm talking about a real honest-to-God four-day work week. The reason why we have a five-day work week is because Henry Ford 
shut down his car factories on Saturdays and Sundays to allow his workers time to rest. And this was also Henry Ford who did the eight-hour workday. So this idea caught on, and this is mostly what people do. Like if you talk to people who work in a a ton of different jobs, and I'm not talking, you know, um, the service industry obviously can be different. A lot of people are working evenings or whatever. But if you know other lawyers or people who are running their pool business or their contracting business or whatever, you know, their design business, they're usually working kind of a Monday through Friday, nine to five, and hopefully with some time off on the weekends. What if there was a four day work week? And I really want you to think about this. So this has been tested. And in Iceland, they announced a four day work week trial between 2015 and 2019. And there was about 2,500 participants in it. It was a great success. People felt less stressed and less burned out. They felt that their health was better. Their work-life balance was better. Their time with their families were better. They could actually focus on some hobbies. They could keep on top of housework, etc. Because I really want you to think about this. Okay, so we have our seven-day work week. Five days a week, and and I know, hey, lawyers, I hear you, and lots of other occupations, I hear you. Even when you're saying you're working a five-day work week, a lot of times you're working seven-day work week, I implore you, at least take one day and don't do anything work-related. This is for me as well because it's really hard for me to do that. I'm usually doing something work-related, but... I will say this, if it's something where I need to like review a document, to me, that doesn't really feel like work so much. If I'm cushioned by a lot of other activities, personal activities. So if you have a seven day, seven day week, and five of them, you're working Monday through Friday, so you get home Friday evening, you're exhausted, what are you really doing Friday? And then Saturday, this is really how mine works, Saturday is crammed with activities. I um, do a bunch of exercise. Like yesterday, I took my grandson for a walk, and then I went to a cycling class. I usually don't do cycling on Saturday, and this is going to sound so very nerdy, but they had a themed cycling class that was high school musical and camp rock music. And I had to go to it. So I went to that. Then I came home and showered. My daughter needed my help taking her to and from the mechanic shop. So we did that. And then she has my grandson, Gray. So I was playing with Gray. And then I had, you know, both boys were over and we were playing with them. And they're just so cute. So all this time's going by. And then we got takeout um, sushi and Chinese food. There's this great new place in Anthem. And I can't think of the name of it. I feel like it might be koi, but it has sushi and Chinese and ramen. Their menu is so extensive. So we got some takeout and ate. And then I listened to church while everybody was, you know, in the room. I had to put my headset on because everybody's so loud. Um, Then my husband came home and I sat with him for a while. We watched a little bit of a movie 
And then the day was over. Like, that was it. The day was over. So that's Saturday. It's just crazy. A bunch of stuff happening at once. Sunday is more of a relaxing day, but also a day where I'm usually doing some laundry. Um, you know, I'm very good about doing my laundry. I have a basket that has one load of laundry. When it is filled up, I do it. I have the luxury now that the only laundry I'm doing is myself and my husband and everyone else is doing their own laundry, which is also, my laundry room is kind of a laundromat. <laughs> so when I go to do my laundry, there's usually clothes in the washer and dryer and I have to take other people's stuff out so I can do my own laundry, but whatever, whatever, you know, that's the price of having um, a big household. Uh, sometimes I'll take a, a bath. I will do some work. I will sleep in. I will, and sleeping into me is six or seven. And maybe take a walk. I try not to go crazy on the exercise because I'm kind of resting up the back a little bit. You see my grandsons usually cook Sunday dinner, do some work, and it's usually drafting a contract, reviewing a contract, reviewing a transcript, something like that, something that I'm able to do at home. And then that's it, Sunday, and the next morning's Monday. I generally have trouble falling asleep. Um, I'll cook a Sunday dinner, usually, usually Italian, um, in uh, in tribute on The Sopranos, because <laughs> The Sopranos always played on Sunday, and on the show, they always had, like, Sunday dinner, where everyone got together and had a, a big Italian meal. So I'll usually do that, and, and I usually cook Italian. It's usually like a pasta and roasted vegetables, things like that, a big salad, breads. Um, not carb-friendly, <laughs> or very carb-friendly. I think you could look at it. And that's it. Now it's the next day. You know, I have trouble falling asleep on Sunday because I'm worried about the next day. And then it's Monday and boom, all over again. Now think of a weekend where you have a three-day weekend where it is a Monday holiday. What do people do when they have a Monday holiday? They go out of town. They do a home improvement project. They exercise. They go on a hike. They take a trip. They will do a bunch of housework. They do a variety of things. And what if that was every week? I mean, think of the split. So instead of five and two, four and three, you almost are have as many days off as you are working. That is a huge difference. And if everyone was on board with that, where Friday was part of the weekend. And we get that a little bit. You know, a lot of people close early on Friday. In Arizona, it really is a big thing where a lot of businesses will close early on Friday because, or not open at all because people take off for cooler weather and there's more vacations and things like that. But what if that was year round? Like think of the amount of things that you could get done. Maybe you'd be in better shape, um, more relaxed, less stressed. And if that could be done, I'd really, really think that people would feel so much better. I also read an article where someone said, the article was called Saving My Sanity with a Four-Day Work Week. And it was a lawyer who works a four-day work week. 
She talked about how burned out that she was getting and her um, statistics that she found was that 57.6% of Arizona attorneys who feel stressed out practicing the law and 70.3% of Arizona attorneys for whom work stress carries over to their personal life. And so there's these huge statistics. This was just for Arizona, but there was, um, Arizona always does a, um, uh, what am I trying to say? They do a survey every year on the stress of attorneys and it's in, in Arizona attorney magazine. So this attorney said, and, and she's an Arizona attorney and she said, I'm going to work a four day work week. And on her third day, she goes to one of her three days off. She goes to an animal sanctuary and she works with goats, cows, horses, sheep, pigs, and chickens. Some of them who have special needs. So, ah, <laughs> and she just works with these animals and that gives her such stress relief and saves her sanity. And so she puts a message on her email that says, I'm not in, you're not going to be able to reach me. And she completely stays unplugged because she is working with these animals. And I guess she just says, you know, there's been a couple of times where she's had to head to the office on those days. And, um, but for the most part, it's like an X off her calendar because this is what I'm doing, is what she says. So until the rest of the world follows suit, try to do it for yourself. See what you can do in terms of taking care of yourself and, and working a little bit less in during the week. And see if you can get that extra day to do what you want to do, whatever it is. Whatever it is, is fine. You know, if it's... I was going to say it's fine even if you want to sit and binge something. But I'll tell you this. A, a day of binging TV to me is a wasted day. I would so much rather be outside or shopping or driving or going to a museum or something that's not binging something because that's always there. When I'm home, I can always do that. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm going to do a couple of movie reviews, although I really started on them earlier when I was talking about New Orleans. See House of Gucci. Maybe it was um, not as enjoyable on the big screen, but seeing it on an airplane, I totally love this movie. This is a movie I, I think I would watch over and over again. I watched Venom 2. It's like something, something carnage. I can't even remember the name. It's kind of forgettable. Um, not that great. Like it's okay. Like Tom Hardy has this very um, funny rapport with the Venom side of him, which I guess is probably his voice too. I don't know. I've never looked it up, which uh, is pretty funny. Woody Harrelson was in it. He was kind of fine. Like it was just fine. It, it really was just sort of forgettable. Good for a plane, I guess. It wasn't that long. It was maybe like an hour and 45 minutes. It ties into the end of 
the Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movies, which also, if you saw the other Spider-Man movies, also tied into Venom. So um, it looks like at some point Venom is going to be part of that as well. What else did I say? Oh, there's a ton right now of limited series on true life crimes, both financial and physical crimes. One is We Crash. It's on Apple TV. It's about the rise and fall of WeWork. Jared Leto is in it, who's now just everywhere, and Anne Hathaway. <coughs> it's pretty good. Um, I thought the first episode was sort of unnecessary, which I'm really finding in some of these limited series. They're starting... Um, like too early almost in the people's lives and it's sort of like meh who cares and or they're spending too much time on it really but now that it's gotten more into him actually doing we work <coughs> and what's happening with it I really like it the same with the dropout about Elizabeth Holmes with Amanda Seyfried so it's on Hulu and every week they're doing a new uh, episode releasing a new episode I think they just released number five and I pretty much watch those as soon as they come out because th they're good they did start with her like early life and again it was like eh, I don't know that you needed this much time on it but she's really good in it Amanda Seyfried and um, I'm really enjoying it and the guy who plays um, Sonny Balwani I can't think of his name right now Naveem somebody he was on Lost it's good I tried to watch Joe and Carol, which is about the Tiger King people. I'll tell you this. I couldn't get through it. Here's the thing about Tiger King. Um, there are tons of video of the actual people. And Joe Exotic is such a weirdo that why wouldn't you just rather see him really than a guy being Joe Exotic. Like nobody can be as weird as the actual Joe Exotic. So I gave up on that one. And But my all-time favorite one right now is The Thing About Pam. This was not a story I had heard of. And it was a podcast, which I hadn't heard of. And then Renee Zellweger came and did a limited series. And she's really good in it. I talked about it last time on the podcast, but it's getting... Um, released like one episode every week, which is driving me crazy because I just want to watch it all like in one sitting. But it's really good. And I've been trying to avoid what really happened in the story so I can be surprised along with the show. But it's one I like and my daughter started watching it and she's like, I really like it. I'll tell you about a podcast I found that I really enjoy. It's called uh, well, first of all, there's the thing about Pam podcast, which I'm slowly listening to because I'm trying to savor it a bit. But there's a podcast called Badlands. And I can't remember how I came across it. I think it was recommended maybe in the thing about Pam podcast. Badlands does a different topic every week. And it's usually like a Hollywood um, scandal like Hollywood murder or Hollywood financial thing. Sometimes they'll do sports people and they do a huge variety of people. And this one I've just been listening to mostly on weekends, like as I'm kind of tooling around because you don't need to 
like concentrate on it like it's a news podcast or anything like that. There was a, a Fatty Arbuckle one that I thought was pretty compelling and interesting where I actually bought a book about him because I'm very curious about the court side of it. Uh, there was an Aaron Hernandez one that I listened to that was good. Uh, Evil Knievel, Mike Tyson, Lana Turner. There was a new one about Brittany Murphy that was just released, which I haven't listened to. I'm way behind. Um, and so I started with season one and started listening to it. Marilyn Monroe's death, like that was the very first podcast. So there's tons of stuff like that. And the guy's voice is I, I don't know, relaxing, I guess. And he has a really good way about telling the stories. Stories, a lot of stories that I've heard many times. Like I've read tons of books about Aaron Hernandez, tons of books about Marilyn Monroe. And he tells it in such a way that definitely keeps you interested. There was a Bruce Lee one that was very interesting and kind of a weird tie-in to the Sharon Tate murders with Bruce Lee. So some things that I haven't even heard of but it's really good when you just want to kind of veg and and hear something a little scandalous. It's not relaxing in the sense of what you're hearing because you're hearing sometimes about like violence and murder and crime and people sort of losing it all. There was a Natalie Wood one that was really good. There wasn't much that I knew about Natalie Wood and I thought that one was really interesting. Really sad um, when you go back into her early life, like how she was abused. So it's beyond interesting and presented really well they do the same sort of opening and closing every week and I'll just leave it like that he has a good way of doing it um, that cushions the story and like frames the story so I really like it um, so that's my recommendation for a new podcast as well along with my movie reviews and um, limited series reviews. Okay, I'll be back in two weeks. Sorry about the long podcast, but I needed to get you up to date on New Orleans and talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye.